So between the many, many pictures the cadet showed us and the many, many things that Sigurd prayed for, you just become deeply aware that, that in this community of people, there are um, all kinds of ways that God's at work and all kinds of amazing things that are going on. And I don't know about you, but I always feel overwhelmed a bit by that, that I can't remember all those things, and I certainly can't feel strongly about all those things at the same time, and therefore we trust that we as a community together can hang on to those different things, each hanging on to those which are theirs to do. So please do so. Um, one thing for the cadets, I heard the word human foosball. I did not see a picture. I really want to know what that's all about. All right, just, you know, in case I forget. Um, if I could have the passage. Our passage today is Colossians 2, 6, and 7, and it goes like this. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. This is the word of the Lord. All right, our picture today is from the, uh, the cadet theme picture. We snuck in our own verse because I've changed the verse. I'll explain that in just a second. Um, oh, yeah, I have my own clicker. I'll click my own slides. Thanks, guys. So, in one way, this is kind of a pause in the series on power awareness that we've been doing um, in January and, and half of, of February. Um, at the same time, it's pretty easy to see power as it fits with our passage today, because we're going to be looking really at the, the flow of power, the flow of power from Jesus into our lives. And so whether you think we're on pause or you think that we're having a power series sermon works either way, because the message ends up being the same. So the actual cadet theme verse is Ephesians 3, 17 and 18. Goes like this, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Now, does anyone know why I'm not preaching on their actual theme verse? Spencer. Thank you. I knew Spencer would know this because it's his favorite passage. For your effort, Spencer, you get a free ticket to go to a fundraising <laughs> dinner. <laughs> Isn't that a neat way to make that sound? I'm giving you a free ticket to a fundraising dinner? That won't cost you anything. <laughs> Those are actually just cards that tell you about it, by the way. They're not even actually tickets, but you can go. They would love to have you sign up. Okay, so yes. Now, the good news is that along with Ephesians 3, we have... Um, Colossians 2, and Colossians and Ephesians are actually almost parallel letters of Paul, right? So Paul would write a bunch of letters to different churches, and I don't know about you, but I sometimes write emails to people and wonder, did I already tell you some of these things? And he had that same thing going on. He had written to, I don't know which one he did first, right? So he'd written to the Ephesians, and he had a lot of the same things he wanted to say, and he wasn't sure if he had told them yet, and so he added all those things back into his Colossians letter. So this is a direct comparison of Ephesians 3, being rooted and established in love, rooted and established being the cadet theme, and in Colossians 2, the words are rooted and built up in him. So I'm just showing you that I didn't stray far when I picked a different passage just for variety's sake. All right, cadets, what is your motto? Yeah, look, this could be your verse. So then, just as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. And what we're going to talk about today is, is how this theme is about recognizing that first we receive Jesus and then we're told to live in him. 
right? And at first it's a gift. So first you're, you're given the thing that you're supposed to do as a free gift, and then you're told to keep doing that, keep living in it, into it, keep filling that out as fully as you possibly can. So my question for you is I see all these cool shirts with all the cool little badges on them. What is your most interesting badge that you have done? Blacksmithing. Blacksmithing. Oh man, like heating up metal and hitting it with a hammer? Well, that's way cool. I want to be a cadet. Anyone else? What's your favorite, most interesting badge? Hmm. Ends up blacksmithing or are you just shy? And I won't use this against you, I promise. I just want to know. Taxidermy. Taxidermy? Really? Like dead animals when you stuff them? That thing. Wow, you guys use a lot of big words too. Any other big word um, badges that you've done or interesting ones? So I heard of axe throwing, is that a badge or is that just an activity at the Camporee? It's an activity, okay. Parents, you do all sign waivers, right? When you send your kids to cadets? Like, did you listen to what they're doing? Yep. Chivalry. Chivalry. What does that mean? Sorry, put you on the spot. You were just trying to throw big words that I didn't know, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, you win. No? Chivalry, anyone? Apparently it's dead. Being a gentleman. <laughs> Being a gentleman. Oh, there's a hand. Go ahead. Uh, chess. Chess, nice. Sorry, there was a comment on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to drive that chess match. Nice, all right, that's exciting. Don't play against me because you'll embarrass me. <laughs> Say again? Oh, riflery. Oh, yeah, more guns. Nice. <laughs> Archery. Archery. Yeah, more shooting. <laughs> and you did a war? That was the actual your word you used when you're at the campery? Wow. Maybe you guys shouldn't report when you come back. You're going to get yourselves in trouble. Awesome. So there's a whole range, and I would say that chess and riflery and chivalry are all really different things, aren't they? and different, uh, different ones of you like those different things. And I think that's how church works. It takes a whole bunch of different people with a whole bunch of different passions and abilities and excitements and all those kinds of things. And I think that Paul, when he was writing this passage, understood that there's different badges and different areas of interest. Because um, when, he, when he wrote this verse, it seems to me like he was mixing all kinds of different images together. All right, and I'm going to show you how I at least think he put this together. So he starts with rooted. Sorry, when I look at the back, I just see a word, so I needed to know that my picture was up there. Rooted, those are roots. You probably all know that. Roots are these amazing things. So when we build a fence, we also use a post of wood that looks like the, a tree trunk, right? And we jam it in the ground and probably put some concrete around it. Do you ever put roots on it? Why not? Because roots are the most amazing way to get something really tall to stand up. In our old house where we lived, we had some 100, 125-year-old oak trees in our backyard, right? So that when I did this, 
I could get as wide as the tree, but there's no way I could reach anywhere near around the tree. Even two of me couldn't reach around that tree. Like, this thing was monstrous. And the fun part of this tree was it leaned right over our house. <laughs> we had our roof redone, and the roofer was up there, and he says to me, you know if that thing falls, it won't stop till it hits the driveway, right? I said, I appreciate your support. Thanks for coming out. That's nice. But it didn't fall. It dropped a few branches and stuff along the way, but it had some amazing root system down there that managed to hold this monstrous tree, which actually leaned to hold it up and give it strength, right? What we're taught here by Paul as a starting point is that being rooted in Christ, being rooted in Christ is being rooted in someone who loves us so much that no matter what kind of storms come in our life, no matter what kind of crazy events happen in our lives, um, he's going to keep us standing. He's going to give us a place where we are supported, where we stand firm. And what it means to be in a community like this, to be in a cadet community or a church community, is also to have that rooting together, that place that holds us and helps us stand. Now, tough question for everybody. What grows out of a root? A tree or a stem. Yeah. How many people here have worked in a greenhouse before? And the rest of you are just scared to put up your hand, right? I know, the Niagara region, you all have worked in a greenhouse at some point before. How many of you have ever seen this happen? Right, that happens all the time. You got a root ball and you cut it off, right? And then a building grows out of it. No? That's what Paul is saying. He said, rooted in Christ and then built up. Right? When you were working in the greenhouse, did you ever say, uh, yeah, we're going to build up some plants? Right? It's not plant language. This is Paul saying, some of you like the horticultural badge, there's your big word back at you, right? And some of you are going to like the building badge, and so you're going to want to see the building, you're going to understand it this way. And this also really fits with the overall story of Scripture. Scripture starts in a garden with plants. It ends with the holy city coming down, buildings. Right? And there's this funny dynamic where God says there's the whole natural process, but there's also the, the culture process where you as people use the stuff I've given you, the wood that came from the tree, and you build things, you form it, you use it. Right? What we produce, what we act on, the badges we do is all part of God's being at work in our world. It's there to build up. Next one. Strengthened. Because that's obviously what happens at the top of every building you've ever seen, right? Is that arms come out, right? Have you ever strengthened a building? We'd reinforce in a building. I don't know that we'd say we strengthened it. Ever seen a building work out? Of course not, right? And so this is yet another image where Paul is saying, yep, there's even more badges. There's more ways of thinking about this. Not only are you being built up, you're being strengthened. Now, interesting about all these words least to me, maybe not to you. So when you want to get strong muscles like this particular person's arms, what do you got to do? Work out. work out. You go work out. All the words in this passage are what's called passive, which means it happened to you. Wouldn't it be cool if what happened to you was, I'd like to be stronger, and God says, here you go, have some big arms, right? We all know there's this funny interplay between God saying, hey, if you want to be healthy, then participate in it. 
But in this process, Jesus always wants to make sure, and Paul in his use of a passive voice is always making sure all the things that you really need to have happen in your life happen to you first, right? So again, living for Jesus, you were given Jesus. Jesus comes and says, I want to be your friend. I want to be your helper. I want to be your support. I want you to be rooted in me. He does that to you and then says, now that you are already there, enjoy that. Keep it up. Keep growing in that, right? So when you, um, I don't even know the answer to this for sure, so hopefully it's what I think. When you become a cadet, when do you get a shirt? You, <laughs> sorry, what was that? When it gets delivered. When, when, when Councillor Duane remembers, is that actually the challenge that we're working on here? Okay, fair enough. But do you graduate and then you get the cadet shirt or do you get it right away? Okay, but are you, waiting, are you waiting because you haven't earned it yet and you've got to be a good enough cadet to get the shirt or are you waiting just because there's some logistics that are going on? It's your next big word. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes it really hard to make this a sermon point. Don't make it so confusing for me. Let's go like it happened. Let's pretend it happens the way I think it happens. As soon as you arrive, you're a cadet, right? And cadets wear gray shirts. You know I dress on purpose for you guys all the time, right? Okay. So I'm a cadet because I have a gray shirt. No, you're a cadet because you are part of this team that does the things that cadets do and, right, and interacts. And of course, as you carry on, you add to the cadet shirt. I see a lot of you have these cool little diamond-shaped things, right, called badges, and you have the scarf, and you're, you're growing into this thing, so you're automatically a cadet, but you're still growing into being a cadet, and that's what Jesus is saying with all these passive voice words. I know you all want to learn about passive voice English, and if that's a horrible definition of passive language, remember, I'm not here to teach English. Ask your English teacher for a better one. <laughs> all right, strengthen, and overflowing. Isn't that the best tree you've ever seen? So just in case we didn't have a confusing enough image, he throws in water, right? Because trees don't generally overflow. I did have a version of this, by the way, where there were actually leaves and the leaves were falling and that's part of the overflowing or the fruit was falling off and that's part of the overflowing. But overflowing is definitely water language, right? Hopefully nobody has any overflowing water because of all the rain that's happening right now. Right? But this overflowing, this beautiful, amazing, powerful image of water overflowing is, is totally a Bible and a God image. Um, pretty well everywhere we read in the Bible, there, we come back to the river, the river of life, the river that, that feeds in, um, the streams. Um, Jesus actually talks about giving people the water of life or living water. And he actually says it this way, whoever comes to me, I will give them water. And you're thinking maybe enough for a bath or, or a drink or something like that. He says, no, I'm going to give you so much water that it's going to be pouring out from you. And what he's really using is, is an Old Testament image. So, um, sorry to the board, you've heard this at least once or twice already, but I really like this idea. Psalm 46 talks about the streams from the river that make glad the city of God. And the city of God, we're going to assume, is Jerusalem, the holy city. And I was preaching on that for a funeral last week and realize there's no river in Jerusalem. So what is he talking about? 
How does a river make glad the city of God when there's no river in the city of God? And the rest of the psalm goes on to say, God is there. He is with us. He is our fortress. He is our provider. So in other words, God is the river of life. God is the one who again feeds us. So we are overflowing again because we're rooted, because we're strengthened, because we're built up, because God is doing all these things. He's pouring into us. And the one beautiful thing about what God pours into us is that he gives us so much that it overflows, right? It's like all the food options today. I guarantee there's going to be way too much food at both of the potlucks that happen today because that's how it always happens when people gather, right? We have this thing from God that when we gather, he provides in such a way, and we exemplify that in potlucks that we have so much that it overflows and there's more to give to everybody else, right? And as we're overflowing, what we want to see is what we're overflowing with is thankfulness. Thankfulness. When we overflow with thankfulness, it pours out, and in the tree world, pretending this is still some sort of a tree, in the tree world, the water that would pour off would actually land on the ground and feed the roots of the tree itself, but it also would feed the little trees around it, right? And here's the thing about what God is saying to us. He's saying, I have given you, I have put into your life, into your hands, into your reality, all kinds of good and true and beautiful things. And I've given you so much that you can easily share and allow it to overflow from you into the lives of others. And of course, the main thing he's given us is his love for us. And love is the most amazing gift, not only because of what it does for us, it helps us feel um, valued and loved and cared for and whole and all those things. But love is also the kind of gift that no matter how much of it you give away, your pile doesn't diminish, right? That's what's so amazing about this overflowing stream, right? Because the Bible has these cool images. Ezekiel has one where there's streams coming out from the city of God again, from the temple, from under the doors. And as it flows from the city, it actually gets deeper and deeper and deeper, right? And that's not how water normally works. Normally, if there's water pouring out of something, as it goes, it, it naturally dissipates. It gets shallower and shallower. But this isn't just normal water. This isn't just about water. This is God saying, when my love pours out, the love that I've given you, when I pour that out and it pours out from you into the world, it actually gets deeper and deeper and deeper and feeds more and more and more and gives more and more life, right? And so what we need to understand is there's no, we have need, have no fear that if we love too many people or love too much, that, oh no, we're going to run out. Because the crazy reality is, is that as your love pours out, it pours right back into you, right? As you love another person, your heart actually grows and you experience the depth of that. And that's Jesus' awesome miracle that he gives us. He says, I've given you love as you receive that, love other people, and that's going to multiply and that's going to grow and that's going to change the way this world works. It's a wonderful, simple um, idea that comes from a crazy mixed metaphor, I hope. Does anyone else need a prize? Because there is one more prize, and that's I have an actual printed copy of this. Does anyone want that in my office? Yeah, it's yours. All right, come get it, or just take it from my office. You can, if you can find anything in there. It's all yours. And you'll never forget Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Let's pray. So Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for all that you have given us and done for us, that we can be rooted in you, that you build us up, that you strengthen us, that we're overflowing with your goodness and love, and that our thankfulness can be poured back into this world. 
Lord, we pray that our generosity may indeed show in ways that help us to continue to grow and thrive, and more importantly, that draw others in and feed them and nurture them and have them rooted as well. May we continue to invite people to cadets. May we continue to invite them into our life and our journey and into our church community. And may we together be fed by you and feed the nations. This we pray in your holy name. Amen.